Hello, my freaking dudes. Welcome back to Previously Gifted. We are here with another episode featuring Nicole Raffi. So in case you didn't hear or watch episode 50, I did an episode with Nicole. We ended up talking for like three hours, so I split it into two episodes. The first one is mostly about YouTube and our experiences so far, and this episode focuses more on college, so we talk about quite a few things, but we touch on specifically what it's like to be a YouTuber in college and the strangeness of, uh, for example, your classmates or your professors knowing that you do YouTube. And we're both media studies students, so we have a bit in common there. Uh, But anyway, I wanted to give a little bit of bio for Nicole in terms of her college experience because we didn't really touch on that. Somehow in this whole hour-long discussion about college, I forgot to ask her to mention these basic things. Uh, So let me just read it off for you. So Nicole started off as a sociology major, then switched to psychology, health professions, advertising, and finally found herself in media studies with a production focus. Uh, She was an RA for her sophomore year, which means she was a resident assistant living in the dorms. You're typically in charge of a floor or a specific group of students, and you're there to help them with all their problems, and sometimes you're there to catch them when they're breaking the rules. So yes, she was an RA during her sophomore year and fall semester of her junior year. Then she quit. And if you want to hear more about that, she has a lot of videos on her channel about her experience as an RA. And she is also a first-generation college student, meaning that her parents did not go to college. And she said, fun fact, she has never officially toured any colleges, and she had no good reason to go to Temple University, where she is about to graduate from but she just didn't know where else to go. (laughs) She also says she is graduating in three and a half years instead of the usual four, and that is pretty impressive considering that she (laughs) changed her major so many times uh, before settling on media studies. So I hope that background is uh, interesting to you, and I hope you enjoy our conversation today. Once again, thank you, Nicole, for being on the podcast. It was so great to sit and chat with you. Anyway, that's it. Hope you enjoy today's podcast, and if you have any questions or topic suggestions or people you want me to have on the podcast in the future, anything goes, let me know in the comments, or you can hit me up elsewhere. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcast, five stars. Thank you so much. Okay, enjoy. Finally, we have reached the media studies slash college section. So as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, Nicole and I are both media studies majors who are both graduating this semester. I feel like that's so random because like I haven't seen anyone else be a media studies student. So when I heard you mention that, I was like, oh my God. I mean, I think we have slightly different perspectives on it. Um, But yeah, I'm very excited to get into all this college stuff. I've heard you talk about it on your podcast, which is Talk Nasty to Me, everyone. Check it out. She's on a short hiatus (laughs) right now, but she'll be back. Um, But there there have been so many times I've listened to your podcast, and then I message you, and I'm like, totally spot on, agreed. And like, (laughs) yeah, you do. (laughs) Every time I'm like, just want to let you know, I relate. Thank you. Very relatable podcast you have. Did you know? Um, So I guess... Well, we'll start with my first question. Essentially, did you become known as a YouTube girl or like a YouTuber in college? Um, Did you ever get recognized? Did you ever mention your channel or like your videos in class? Like when you introduce yourself or like did anyone else mention it for you? Because that's a whole thing. Oh, these are such good questions. So I didn't become like the YouTube girl at my school up until I want to say like spring semester and also this semester like more so this semester but we're obviously not there so I don't like understand the full like effect of it the first time I ever got recognized like at my school was when I came back like last year so my the beginning of my junior year um well 
there was like a couple times here and there like throughout like my sophomore year but not that much and my junior year I came for RA training and like I got recognized like three times all within like the first few days and I was like what is going on like I have like <laughs> 2,000 subscribers like what is happening mm-hmm. and so I understand like people probably like go to temple and then they found me or whatever and so um that was really really cool to me and then as like the it my growth didn't happen until like the end of that year and we were like on Thanksgiving break and then on winter break so then when I came back for the spring semester that's when I started to get recognized a bit more and then it definitely came up in like conversation a lot more like with my professors and this is now officially the semester where I feel so much more comfortable being on zoom in class like I don't know if it's just like an anxiousness thing where I don't want to talk about it in person or like I get embarrassed or whatever it is but like when my prof I will openly tell my professors now like in private or something like that to like kind of gear the class a little bit more towards me just change the whole course for me that's what I'm trying to say but like no what I'm trying to say is like I have um one class which is a media business class and so I explained to her like kind of what I do with like you know, YouTube and everything and kind of to understand um, how I'm going to approach the projects from like a bit of a different stance. Um, How for me, like, I don't have to like search for an audience out in like the world, how like for my, this class, I already have like an audience to buy my like fake product that I'm making for like the class, which is like, yeah. So just kind of (laughs) gauging things a little bit differently. And so I'm much more comfortable because this is sad, but it kind of gains me things in a weird way. Like, for example, like, I wasn't able to make YouTube my internship in the past, um, but as soon as, like, this year happened and the people at my school found out how many subscribers I had, the department took me more seriously. Mm. And so that's why I'm a bit more open to talking about it because I realize, like, yeah, what a privilege it is to be, like, help me make YouTube, like, my internship. Um... But at the same time, it's like, well, I worked really, really hard for this and I want to continue to work hard and not overwork myself and work for someone else as an internship to the point where I can't even have time for my own like thing that I'm doing. Which is your job. Yeah. Right, exactly. So it's been a lot more convenient and more comfortable for me. But when it's like in class or anything like that, the only time I will mention that I'm a YouTuber to like the Zoom class is if a professor will ask. Yeah. Or if a professor... This is not to, like, cut into our whole conversation, like, our whole um, podcast, but someone just messaged me that Trump is going to the hospital for COVID. Anyway, um, (laughs) sorry, I just had to jump in. I'm like, BRB, we're just gonna read Twitter now? That's the rest of this podcast, thank you. Right, that was not me, that was, like, nervous laughing, to be honest. Me looking at all my abs instantly. Not gonna get into it, I'll wait. Ooh, that's interesting. Right, 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 right very interesting. I know. Lots to think about. Um, Suddenly nothing matters. Lots to think about. So basically what had happened was (laughs) I feel much more comfortable talking that I'm a YouTuber in my class if somebody brings it up. Like if my professor will ask like, does anybody do YouTube in this class? I will no longer deny it and like not keep, put my hand up. I will just be like, yes, it is me. I do the YouTubes. And like um, in class, for example, I had to like show videos that like uh, we had we had to make our own videos and stuff like that, and so I will like openly talk about it more because I have we had to make a fake YouTube video for class and everything, and like <laughs> if that is helpful for me, like I am just more open to it now, which is cool. And like people have been like messaging me in like the little Zoom chat, and they're like, I watch your videos, and like Aww. I think that's like the nicest thing because I feel so annoying sometimes if a professor brings up that I'm a YouTuber because right. I don't want to like take up anyone's precious class time You're to like, talk I'm about You're like, I'm an me. expert, I'm a YouTuber. Yeah. Right, of course. And so when people actually are like, oh, I, I like your videos, I'm like, thank you. That makes me feel a lot more like not like awful person in this classroom right now. So it's definitely not like the highlight of my class by any means or like I'm not like out there, but I feel like Temple University as a school takes me a bit more seriously I've noticed this semester like they invited me on their like they have like a tv show like temple tv or whatever like they invited me onto yeah. there which is like so cool and like I love those kinds of opportunities and it's just crazy to think like freshman year me I was looking at like seniors who are youtubers and would get these kinds of opportunities and so it's really really cool to like finally be in those shoes and being taken a bit seriously with it 
Yeah, that's wild. I I feel like <laughs> when I started college in New Orleans at Loyola, I think I, I don't know if I told them I did YouTube, but like somehow the school found out or knew and then they would like ask me to do like some promotional stuff. So I'm in a video, Ooh. I'm in a video for admissions, which people still send to me sometimes. Like when you get wow. into Loyola, uh, New Orleans, I'm in part of the video and they're like, oh my God, is this you? And I'm like, oh, yes, unfortunately, uh, I am <laughs> memorialized in the school that I transferred away from. But uh, right. I also had a, a bad experience where <laughs> my dumbass, oh, no. uh, I was filming vlogs my freshman year living in the dorms and I filmed one where me and my friends went out drinking or like, I don't know if I was drinking in my room or whatever, or if I went to like a place, but I made a video and then I get like an email from my like <gasps> my dorms like something and and they were like hi can you come talk to us and like have a meeting and I was like oh no so then I showed up and um I was talking to this lady and she was like so we saw your video and like you're not in trouble but we are just asking you if you could take it down because you're underage and we can't you know promote that necessarily oh wow and I was like oh this is so fucking embarrassing I was like this is like the equivalent of being called to like the principal's office and right. um, I was like, now I'm on their radar. Cool, cool. But actually, that um, I don't know what her role was. Some kind of building or like dorm counselor okay. or something. She's actually great. And like, we've been mutuals. I still follow her on like uh, Instagram. <laughs> and like, she moved and left the school anyway. But um, it was all cool. But it was also embarrassing. And like, my channel was relatively small. I had like 50,000 subscribers at that time, but like not nearly as many views, like maybe like 2000 views per video. So gotcha. I'm glad it was a smaller scale thing, <laughs> but um, that was embarrassing. And I was like, oh no, like what I do does reflect on the school, even though I don't want to be a representative in any way. Yes. I've mentioned where I go to school cause that's a thing I wanted to share, but I don't want to be like, I don't want the school to see me as a representative. So I felt very conflicted. And then um, when I transferred to my current school that I have not mentioned by name, but it's a CUNY, um, well, I showed up and I was just like, okay, I like, I, there's like, there's part of this where it's like, you don't want to be that person who's like, I'm somebody, but like, oh, you're a YouTuber. Okay. But I think right. there's also this weird question of legitimacy where it's like, am I a big enough YouTuber to mention it? And I feel like because it's our jobs, like, you have that like legitimacy which sucks yeah. because it shouldn't be based on numbers it shouldn't be based on like oh you're earning money from yeah. this because like I'm sure you were putting in a lot of work to your channel like in the past few years so like why couldn't you have gotten an internship then or like why can't exactly. other students who also have YouTube channels and posts every week get internships right. like that too so it's like it does kind of suck that like it it takes getting to a certain level to be taken seriously but um yeah I always felt like if I did mention it in class because it would always come up like, oh, you're editing a project or like you're talking about YouTubers or you're talking about social media. It just like comes up. So I'm like, I have to mention this because this is what I do all the time. Right. Um, and especially with Internet analysis, I was like, this is everything. Like, I have to speak on this. But um, I feel like when you say like, oh, I'm a YouTuber or like I do YouTube, nobody knows what to expect. Because like that could mean yeah. like, oh, I've made like three videos I have 10 subscribers, like I'm a new YouTuber or whatever, or that yeah. could mean, hi, I have 600,000 subscribers, e. So like, then I feel like people like low key, like look you up and then they decide like, oh, is this legit quote unquote or not? Yes. And again, like that whole question of like, oh, if you're a new channel or a smaller channel, you're not as legitimate or like you shouldn't be a voice, yeah. I think is also bullshit, but oh well. That, that came up I though agree. in one of my, um, one of my big lecture halls for like, one of my intro to media classes, the professor asked like the whole ass room, he's like, something about YouTube. Are any of you YouTubers? And I was like, do I fucking raise my hand right now? <laughs> and I was like, I'll do it because nobody else is. And I raised my hand and he's like, you, you do YouTube? What's your name? I was like, oh, why did I do this? And he's like, what do you make videos about? And I was like, please don't. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to actually get into this. So it's like, it's always a really big risk in like, putting yourself out there and then you know you know people are gonna look it up and then judge you and might like treat you differently and it's just like why can't I just be an anonymous person in this class 
Yes. But also there's a lot of people like in the class who do lots of different projects. Like I've had people who are like, oh, I'm a musician. I post on this or like I do poetry or I have this project that I do or I have a podcast. And like, yeah, so I'm like, I don't want to go out of my way ever. But one of my one of my classes this semester, one of my many media classes, um, we have to like call our professor every like other week to like talk about the stuff because we're not doing like a Zoom class. So um, we're reading this book and it's about media and I keep relating it to social media stuff. So I was like, I'm just going to tell him I'm a YouTuber (laughs) because like that's definitely what all my like research projects and stuff are going to be about. And it makes these conversations very easy and interesting. So yeah, we had the whole chat and he's like, oh, that's very cool. You'll have to send me your channel link. And like on one hand, it's cool because I like to talk to my professors like about it and get their like thoughts and sometimes they have questions, but yeah, I'm also like, don't think of me differently in any sense. Right. Because <laughs> I just want to be a, a regular student, and I don't want you to right. to know me too much, if that makes sense. <laughs> Literally the other week, like, I'm talking, like, last week, I was in class, and, you know, our professor's talking about how our upcoming project is going to be about, like, making a YouTube video or whatever. <laughs> She's like, okay, who's my, who's my YouTubers in the class? Oh, no. And I, like, I raised my hand with, like, another guy... And so she's like, Nicole, um, what do you make content about? And I was like, all right, well, I make videos like twice a week. It's personality-based, whatever. And she knows. She knows I'm a YouTuber. We've had like a private like talk about it and stuff. And she goes, and how many followers do you have? And I'm like sitting there. I'm like, um, 300,000. And then the other guy goes and says like his YouTube channel and she does not ask him how many like subscribers he mm-hmm. has. And he was like, well, I, I mean, I just like, I felt so bad. Like, he I know. Was like, well, I just started, like, I just like literally began. I was like, no, dude, like you're, you're totally like, please okay. don't, don't compare you're us. To- yeah. You're totally fine. Like I've been doing this for two years. And so, um, I, whatever, carry on with my day. And then I wake up the next morning and I check my YouTube studio app, which I should totally delete because that thing is literally mm. like driving me crazy. I should not be checking that thing all the time. But I'm like reading my comments in the morning, like usual. Like, I used text to from do that. Thing. Don't do it. I need to stop. I need to stop. It's obsessive that I do that, but that's like a whole other level. And so I'm <laughs> yeah. reading my comments in the morning and I see a comment on one of my vlogs. And in this vlog, I say, it's my first week of school vlog, and I said, just finished my first class of the week, where I show a snippet of my professor's voice, like, it's it's obvious, like, what class this is, like, mm-hmm. not to the audience, but, like, if you were in that class, you'd know. And I say at the end of the, in this vlog, I say, well, there was a guy in the class who had a MAGA flag in the back. We don't like that. Uh-huh. And whatever, carry on with the vlog. I get a comment. This guy comments on my video at one in the morning. So whatever, he's enjoying my videos at one in the morning. That's fine. And he comments, you didn't have to roast me like that. Laughing emojis. And it's him. It's the guy. And I had to do a group project with him. Like, well, it was just him and I. That's the group. Him and I. And we had to do like a project together. So awkward. And I was like, oh my God. But anyway, I just like the comment. I just gave him a little heart. (laughs) You're like, so the ice has been broken. You know, I like YouTube and you like Trump. Yeah, right. So I was like, not that butthurt about it. I was like, well, he's laughing emojis. So maybe, like maybe it's okay. I don't know. It's (laughs) so weird because those are one of the moments where you're like, Again, sometimes as YouTubers, we assume that, like, the content we make for the public is, like, weirdly only limited to our audience and that there's no overlap with people in real life who might see it. And, like, I've definitely done that before where I've, like, mentioned something and, like, you'd never expect that person or, like, anyone to watch it. But then you're like, oh, my God, wait, what else have I said about my classes or my professors? Like, oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. (laughs) That is terrifying. And then to have to do, well, first of all, any kind of type of group project. I'm like, don't make me oh, do this, yeah. especially over Zoom. Why are you making me do this? I don't want to collaborate with anyone ever again. I'm a YouTuber. Oh, I no. work alone. I know. We suffer I know. in isolation. <laughs> also, you reminded me, it's Chipotle night. We always get Chipotle I'm on a Chipotle Friday. Tonight. Every Friday. Wait, that's really cute. Extremely predictable. We love it. Wait, why don't I do that? Like, that's like... My family did that for like two weeks where we got takeout. Like, we never really get takeout. No really reason for it. Just like, we just haven't. And I was like, Mom, 
I'm gonna get us takeout. We're gonna get Thai food. And I was like, I love this. Then the next week we got like Mongolian food. I was like, I love this. And so I was like, we need to do a takeout night every night. But today is Friday. I'm gonna I'm gonna propose a takeout night. You can have Maybe Thai Chipotle. Friday or Chipotle. My mom, like that's her like go-to post chemo favorite food because it's yes. the only food that doesn't make her like feel well she's not nauseous from the chemo but everything tastes bad yeah and so one day i made fake chipotle because i know how to make everything and um she that's was important Nicole, information i might oh, need uh... oh, i'll give you anything you need and so <laughs> she was like nicole we need like this is amazing and i said mom that there really is nothing in there it's canned corn like it's, it's not that amazing i promise you and she's like, no, Nicole. So now every single time, like, after chemo, she's like, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle. That is so cute. <laughs> like, your Chipotle or real Chipotle? No. Oh, real Chipotle now. She's bougie. <laughs> she's like, yeah, your version was nice, but... um, <laughs> But this is the real deal. <laughs> Let's be real. That's the funny thing is, like, even when I learn how to make something at home, I'm still like, there's a difference, though. Like, sometimes oh, you just yeah. want to go and get the thing. I mean, essentially, that's my problem with coffee. I'm always like, I can make a decent coffee at home. No, it's never as good as oh, my yes. my coffee shop coffee. And that's why I like to waste all of my money on drinks that I won't even finish. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to get Emma's coffee for like my part two oh, video yeah. that I'm going to make. So I was like, mom, I bought five bags of coffee. This will last us a very, very long time. Five so bags, full blown bags. I bought every blend. Are they are they beans or pre-ground? You can buy either. I bought the beans because wow. my mom got an espresso machine for Christmas. I'm not supposed to have coffee. I'm literally right. not supposed to have it. But um, I I will drink it in the sake of a review and. Well, because that I'm first excited. video you did, that was another one that did really well. It's at like that's almost like a million my, views now. Yeah, that's my second most um most viewed video, which is. Very weird. So I'm excited. It was like a shower thought. I was like, wait, she's coming out with more coffee, Nicole. Come on. Get Think it. like a smart YouTuber. <laughs> also, the coffee might be good, even though coffee's not the best for you. Um, exactly. My apologies, because that's really rough to not be able to live life with coffee. <laughs> but then I'm also like, I get headaches almost every time. Like, it usually makes me feel kind of like shit, but still go for it because... But yummy. We love being addicted to stimulants <laughs> and mostly sugar and milk because my coffee is not very strong. No, mine is, yeah, all sugar and milk. <laughs> I was actually tempted to buy Emma's coffee. I didn't try the first ones. Hmm. Okay, so none of these are the, like, bags? She has bags, too. She has bags, ground, and beans. Uh-oh. I, I might like go crazy. the bags. I like the bags in the sense that you can make really good cold brew with them. Right. I don't like the idea that I have to use two bags for a whole big-ass jar. Which will yeah. only... Yeah, that'll only make me, like three cups of coffee and if each bag is two dollars I don't know it just doesn't like the the numbers it just doesn't like equate so I'm just like I'd rather buy the beans this time since I have access to an espresso machine and so like I'll see how it tastes through there and stuff and like I like cold brew I do but I can go without too I have an espresso machine and I have been trying to make like iced lattes and I ran out of my vanilla syrup. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll just put like actual sugar in it. Um, but then like it obviously dissolves in hot espresso. Yeah. And then I, I had one last box of cold brew packs from like pre-quarantine and I was like, oh, cool. We'll make this. I forgot about you. <laughs> and then I did read before I made it that it expired in May. But I was like, well, we'll still try okay. it. I mean, it says Best Buy, so why not? So I made it. Yeah, no. The first sip I had, disgusting. I was like, hmm, this isn't going to work. Oh. So I had to dump it out. And um, that coffee that I had made with it, I'd put like, <laughs> like four teaspoons of sugar. I was like, this looks like a lot. Because I think that's the equivalent of like squirts of syrup. Um, okay. It did not even dissolve in the cold drink, obviously. Oh, no. And I was like, right. what am I doing? And that those are the moments where I'm like, I'd rather walk across the street to Starbucks yeah, instead of making my at-home coffee that's not even going to be good. But if I can buy more <laughs> cold brew packs from Amazon or bootleg version, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'll get them, I guess. It's kind of nice. <laughs> it is nice to make your own coffee. It, I mean, it, it, may, it reminds me of my barista days. I'm like... Exactly. I miss it. That's the one thing I miss. Actually, I liked Starbucks. I liked, I liked making drinks. I liked some of my coworkers. 
did not like speaking to customers, but that's normal. Yeah, that's normal. I miss like parts of Chipotle. Like I romanticize Chipotle now. <laughs> when you walk in, you're like, wow, I remember what I it was like days. to be back there. I know. It was a different world. It was really weird to walk behind like the the whole counter. Yeah, for the first you're time. like, I've never like, seen this from this angle. I know. I was like, I never knew what this looked like before. This is so weird. So <laughs> To be a consumer. Very strange. Yeah. And we're back. We have our last questions about college, starting with uh, people generally asked us about our expectations for being media studies majors. Um, I've had some people ask, like, what job can you get with that? Like, what's your plan for that post-grad? And I don't know about you, but uh, for me, I was like, well, I don't know exactly what jobs you can get with a media studies degree because I don't plan on getting a traditional job right away. For me, it was more like, oh, this is something I'm interested in and I'm doing YouTube, so it's kind of related. And this is just what I want to graduate with because I want to get my degree and be done with it. But I have zero yeah. expectation for like the job market or whatever, whatever will come out of having this piece of paper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of the jobs from what I hear about it are like, well, for the most part, at least at my school, a lot of them are TV related, like going into news anchoring or sports casting and all of that kind of realm. Um, that's for the most part, a lot of it, or like even editors, to be honest, because like I'm in the production track, which I kind of regret going into the production track. I mm -hmm. wish I went into the business track, but like when I was deciding my major for the very last time, <laughs> I was like, business, that's not for me. And then like, you know, YouTube started to become more of my job. And I was like, this would have been very useful for me <laughs> if I went the business track, to be honest. But I have some like a few like media business classes in here and there and stuff. But for the most part, a lot of them are news kind of stuff and television related, to be honest, which is not my interest whatsoever. And like similarly to you, I'm just going to be rocking this till I want to and then who knows what the next thing is going to be but at this point like yes me graduating is more so to just finish and not necessarily to get a job within the field afterwards <laughs> yeah I feel that I know yeah. my my what am I saying my emphasis what do you call it focus I don't know what it's called is concentration concentration which I have none of <laughs> right now clearly um Mine is analysis and criticism, so, like, it's completely okay. aligned with, like, my YouTube work currently. Oh, yeah. But, like, if I weren't a YouTuber who happened to be doing this stuff, I started internet analysis before I started this major, oh, like, before I transferred. It was, like, a few months before, so it was all very random, uh, but it does help that it's related. But, yeah, if I just happened to choose any of those other tracks, I think... It can make a big difference in like how much you enjoy your program overall if you're in the wrong yeah. concentration because then you're stuck doing the things that you might not want to do as much. But that's that's college, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'm happy I'm in the production route because like I still have learned a lot when it comes to like video creating and everything like that whole aspect to like plan a video and stuff and actually lighting and everything else like it's still like good practice for me um it's just not like my what I wish I focused on essentially yeah I get that um so I had a few questions let's see someone asked the most valuable part of college overall someone asked plans for after graduation and then I wanted to just discuss like the college experience thing because I know you've talked about that in videos and in your podcast and I can yeah. definitely relate to uh not having that typical but not typical college experience. So I guess we can start with, um, I mean, I'm like, here, just tell us your entire thoughts on your entire college experience quickly <laughs> and concisely. Um, yeah, I guess you can explain like however much of it or like what point you've gotten to now throughout your journey. Yeah, so the first question was the bet the most important part of college, like or yeah. what, the most valuable, most valuable part of college. Yeah, what have you gotten yeah. out of it? Honestly, to be honest, I will say it is the connections and I never understood that until I actually like started making connections, which really, really wasn't until last semester and this semester because Do you mean, I realized like business networking or like of, people, like friends. Kind of, yeah, like well, even friends, but like I hate being like, oh, this is networking, me being with my friends. No, in, in terms of like relationships and connections, like yes, that is so valuable. Like the friends I have made at college, like I love them so dearly. 
Um, but me making some connections with like certain professors has helped so much or like me even making connections with like higher up people at Temple has helped me out so much just because like they've gotten me in touch. Like I feel safer knowing that like after college if I needed someone in this specific field I would probably be able to contact this person and they would connect me to someone else like I feel like I'm now under a lot of people's wing which I never felt before because I felt yeah. so like alone in college and now there's all these like older people kind of like supporting me very weird feeling but I am enjoying that to be honest so I feel like that is a very valuable part which I never took advantage of before but if you're like early on in college try and take advantage of that sooner because every person that you come across like every professor that'll help you I never understood like people who got close with their professors I was like there's zero way to get close with their professors <laughs> and now I'm closer with my professors than ever even through zoom and it's because I want to be and not because I feel like I'm in the wrong major and I don't care if I'm in connection with this professor like I feel like I actually have something to talk about with this certain professor yeah I know I never really understood that either like I was like what am I gonna do just be like hey prof what's yeah, up like exactly I think there are definitely some professors that like you probably just won't have a real deep connection with just because you don't like have much to talk about or whatever but right. yeah I think like naturally you find the professors that either you like find yourself wanting to ask a lot of questions or like you want to like you know tell them an idea you have and and they end up being like kind of a, a mentor and I definitely feel like I've I, like, regret not doing that more, and I'm thinking about, like, my current professors. I'm like, huh, should I maybe try harder? Should I talk in my Zoom classes more <laughs> frequently? Because I'm, like, not very helpful right now, but, um, yeah, I, I feel like I haven't, like, taken advantage of that in a while. I definitely had a few uh, professors at Loyola that I got closer to, but then I left, and I was like, well, is that connection gone now? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so I agree it is worth you know reaching out or like just just being aware of like who around school might be um not like useful like because obviously you don't want to just use people for networking but like yeah you just who can you learn from I think that's an important yeah. question to ask wowee I'm like I have a little <laughs> have a little stress about I haven't made enough connections or networks no, in no. college no, what, no. what would my answer be most valuable part of college good question. <laughs> Not to say that I obviously haven't found value in college because there have been a lot of things that have added to my life. Um, I read this line in a book that I have to read for one of my classes and it's talking about like traveling and it was specifically talking about gap years historically and it was like this joke maybe by a philosopher like oh, a young man goes abroad at 17 or 18 and he comes back and he's he's learned so much and he's grown. And then they're like, he comes back like two or three years later. Like, I would hope that a person would grow in two or three years. Oh, yeah, of course. And that just made me laugh because I was like, we, we totally attribute certain periods of growth or like learning about ourselves to like the position we were in. But it's also yeah. like, throughout life that happens like whether you're working there or there or whether you're in school or not like you're gonna learn things we're gonna be realizing things yeah, throughout time I, I knew exactly what you were getting to <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like on one hand have I learned a lot in the many years that I've been in college now yes because 19 to almost 25 years old I would hope that I've learned something right uh but no like specifically I do enjoy learning in like an academic sense and like I've gained a lot of knowledge and you know I've enjoyed that made some friends I'd say generally I think it's worth it that I've put in the work to like get the degree which I almost have and I'm just looking forward to having that because like yeah. again even though it's just a piece of paper it is like that physical embodiment of all of the time that you've spent putting in <laughs> Which I still stress about. Every time I have a paper or an assignment where I'm like, why do I have to do this? What is this all for? And I'm like, it's for <laughs> that piece of paper. You're going to get the piece of paper and then you're going to be like, okay, it's done. I never have to do that again. Exactly. And I feel like that sense of relief is going to be... Because you don't even feel that sense of relief like after high school if you plan on going to college because right. you're like, no, something else is waiting for me. And then every single semester ends and you're like, no, something else is waiting for me. And it's just cool to finally being able to graduate and finally being able to focus on what you actually like want to spend majority of your time on. Like that's very exciting for me. Like that's why I keep... Like I didn't realize how excited I would be. And like a lot of 
people who I knew who were seniors like last year or the year before and when they would graduate they were so sad when they graduated and they're yeah. like it's over and I'm like first of all me being detached from my university <laughs> as a whole helps so much secondly me not being on campus helps so much too I've been in my bedroom and I will continue to be in my bedroom for who knows how long and then me being done done and being able to do what I love helps me so much I get like not everyone is in that position but it makes me very excited yeah, I know. I was talking with someone recently about um, kind of that post-grad funk or like sadness that most people experience, like because of that, like, oh, yeah. they've gotten used to living in this place and being around their college friends and being in their college schedule and everything. And like all of those things I can't really relate to. So yeah. like, I feel like when I graduate, I'm not going to feel any sense of like sadness or missing anything. So like, I just can't relate when people are like, well, first it's like the missing college or maybe like not being ready to move on yet. But then there's the like, now I'm an adult. Now I have to find a job, a traditional job type of situation. So like, I'm definitely lucky that I'm not going to be thrust into that like unemployed post-grad life um, because I'm just going to continue doing the work that I'm doing already. Right. So it's very weird to like not relate to like the common college narratives and I feel like that just plays into like the whole question of like expectations versus reality of the college experience I feel like almost oh, yeah. none of my college experience has been typical except my semester studying abroad because like I am that person who's like have I mentioned I study abroad in France uh, <laughs> best semester of my life <laughs> did I speak French yes can I speak French anymore no will I mention it every time I can yes um so I feel like that's like yeah that's the one time where I'm like yes I had the experience and mm -hmm. it's very stereotypical but like here we are I will continue to show pictures of baguettes and uh I didn't wear a beret but I could you know and that's, Just like, a lot of people who do study abroad, they're like, yeah, that was, like, 100%, like, the best semester of my life and stuff. So, like, that's really cool that you got to actually experience that. And, like, uh, part of me, like, regretted not doing that, but then I was like, well, I can also do that when this semester, when I graduate, probably won't be able to because of Roni, but the thought is there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. at least I was able to also, like, in order for me to, like, graduate on, like, by on time, I mean graduate when I wanted to graduate. It wouldn't be able to, like, happen and everything. So it all just kind of, like, fell into place for me. But that's so exciting that, like, you got to do all that. That's Your the funny semester. thing. Perfect semester. That's the thing about <laughs> uh, that semester, though, is, like, in terms of, like, cost, like, financially and the time, I literally am not getting any credit for the classes that I took that semester. Really? Um, because it was from when I was at my other university, oh. technically. And then also, um, I think I took one less class than I should have to get, like, a certification. So, like, I took just mm. enough to be, like, full-time. And, like, so when I transferred here, they're like, we don't accept those credits. So I was like, okay. I mean, I don't know. They would have just been, like, random elective I guess it was just the French credits. But, yeah, it was fully the experience. But it's just, yeah. um, it is an interesting question. Like, should you study abroad? I think if you have the opportunity and it makes financial sense and it fits into your, like, timeline then yes, try, go for it if that's something you're right. interested in, obviously in the future when it's safe to travel. Um, but yeah, there's also like, you know, that's not the only time in your life that you're going to be able to be like young and free and like have less right. responsibilities to travel and meet new people. So like, yeah, I think it's something that's, you're definitely not missing out on like the entire experience if you don't study abroad because hopefully someday we can all travel again and you can experience that if that's something you're interested in. Yeah. If you could travel abroad, travel or study, um, where would you have gone? Oh, I think London, to be honest, because I have friends and family there. Okay, I have no friends there. I have family there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've got friends there. Yeah, I do. I don't have any friends there. It's just my um, Polish family who happens to live in England. And so my cousin goes to college there and everything. And so when... I went there last summer, like I went to Poland and England and stuff, and that was like my second time in England. The first time was a very good time as well. I got my head cracked open and I got a concussion, but Jesus. it was still a good time. But the <laughs> second, my cousin pushed me and then I fell on the sidewalk. Anyway. Do we have um, a story time for this? No, no. Put it really, on your channel, like, please. Click the I should. I cracked my I head. Should. 
I really should in a foreign country. But um, yes, and so the second time I went was last year and that was just such a fun time. And like a lot of people were like, I hate London. I'm like, I really enjoyed London. Maybe it's cause I was like with the right people who knew all the right spots mm. and everything. But I just really enjoyed myself and had a good time. So I probably London, to be honest. Yeah, I know. I, I've been to London a number of times. And I feel like I, I did do like the touristy experience once, which was funny because mm -hmm. like I usually avoid that. But this time I was like, sure, we'll do it. And like we saw we saw the London Eye, which I referred to as a Ferris wheel. <laughs> and my English boyfriend was horrified. He's like, what Ferris wheel? What are you talking about? I was like, that thing. He's like are you kidding me? This is like a monument. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. And what, that big clock over there? Does it have a name? <laughs> no, but, um, and then we did, what is it? Like the, no, not the Tower of London, but like scary dungeons. London dungeons? I don't know. It was really fun. Um, okay. They like acted out like Sweeney Todd and shit like that in like oh. a cave. Oh, remember when we could be around people in I public? Know. Interesting time. times. Uh, we also did like the typical like fancy tea, like sitting okay. and have the, and they had they had vegan versions because I was so nervous <gasps> that we were gonna go in and like I wouldn't be able to eat anything. But they're like, yeah. oh no, we're we're good, we got you. And they brought out London little sandwiches amazing. and shit, and I was like, this is amazing. I would never do this often because it's expensive. Right. Holy shit! But oh, it was so nice, and I was like, wow, okay. But that is totally like the stereotypical tourist yes. London, which is completely different than like all of the many different experiences you could have like yes. with people who live there and can show you their neighborhood. So yeah. London is very vegan friendly. I found like it was so good everywhere I went. Like I was just like, I have more options than I do in Philly here. I mm -hmm. feel like it was crazy. Oh yeah. You've got to give me, if you have Philly vegan recommendations, I feel like I might want to drive to Philly soonish whenever Ooh. just to get food and like look around because i've never been yeah, yeah, yeah. but i'm like okay. how do you how do you how do you sightsee when you're just sitting in your car because covid uh we'll yes. see if i can get some good takeout i would be happy for the listeners i'll say go to veg out because there's only like three locations like there's two in philly i think and like one in washington dc amazing like real good burgers but like they're made with like their own type of thing and just amazing milkshakes you need to get a milkshake oh my god that was god i'll make a whole list a whole itinerary for you and and give you that so please do it'll be very good any pho place to be honest in chinatown like I love pho so much. Like, I would die for pho. Anyway, that's that's my recommendation. <laughs> I have heard you talk about your pho uh, guy. So, yes. yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get to try, try him Good. sometime. Uh, try his pho sometime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be clear. Uh, so to end this question, um, I guess, do you have any anything to say to people who might have also not experienced the typical college experience? Like, what are your last thoughts on that yeah well okay first of all i think i'm so grateful that i didn't have the typical college just uh, call am i okay huh? <laughs> yeah the i think i had a very i'm ha whoa i think i'm very happy. i'm so okay <laughs> no 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 you're good i think <laughs> i'm like nicole get I, it together what oh, are you right. doing Sorry. no this is me too um, we've been talking too long I know. I think I'm very grateful that I didn't have the typical college experience because it's so not me. Like, it's mm. just not me. It's not like, it doesn't fit my aesthetic. But no, it's just not very typical of me to do all like the traditional college things. And so I'm so grateful that I had just this really good me experience and I think like if I had the typical college experience I wouldn't have been able to do like for example YouTube and like I think college is all about like for example like getting a really cool internship and having a lot of fun with friends and exploring your whatever your campus or wherever you live and for me I was able to do that all in my own ways like okay my internship just so happened to be my YouTube channel this year and like you know my job experience like I wouldn't have been able to do YouTube um, the way I did if I, does that make sense? Like I was yeah. able to do YouTube in place of like me finding like clubs or um, internships that I was interested in. And that was like my main focus. So that worked out for me. 
And like, I didn't go out to parties a lot, but I made some really, really close friends with like the RAs that I worked with and some other people. And that was still like an awesome experience and we still had our own fun. And then even um, the whole campus thing and like exploring the city, like I had fun exploring the city. Like maybe I didn't love going to the football games, but like me and my friends would go to Chinatown and get really good pho. Like that was just <laughs> like, we had our own experience. And I think like if you follow just the traditional, like what is expected of you, I think you're going to be disappointed some of the time because it might not be what you actually want it to be. So yeah. I think that's the advice that I would give is to just like have your own type of fun and don't feel so bad about not doing what everyone else is doing. Like who cares what everyone else is doing? Like every everyone's like probably like, you know, a lot of people like look at my experience and they're like, I wish I had your experience. Like I wish that I like could go to like fun concerts and everything. And I'm like, and that's cool to me because the, the fun that I had like on camera a lot of the times was either spent alone or like with one friend. And so for people to like admire the experience I had and I was like, you know, you don't have to have like this whole extravagant like college life in order to still have fun and really enjoy your time. So do what you want to do. <laughs> Yeah, I agree that you have to like, for me, it was about my priorities. So I definitely went into college like being like, okay, I'm going to be social. I know I'm not going to join a sorority because like, that's not something I'm into, right. but I'm going to make some friends and I'm going to like, we're going to go out a little bit, but like, I'm not going to have the pressure to go out all the time. And like, those were my expectations. And then the actual experience in terms of like, Loyola because like I consider that my truest college experience because like I was actually living in a dorm and like on campus and then off campus so like that's very different than the last few years where I've been like a commuter student and like living just with my boyfriend so I always think back and I'm like ah my three semesters <laughs> at an actual <laughs> university trying to be a regular student um but I ended up like I don't know if I chose like YouTube over certain things, but I feel like sometimes, yeah, like prioritizing YouTube kind of was a detriment to like my ability to be more social because I'd mm -hmm. always be like, oh, I have work to do or I need to like, I should probably just film a video. So like maybe I don't want to hit this person up and see if they want to hang out. So then like I felt like I missed that window of making those friends. And then I was like, well, now that I, now that everyone made their friends without me, like I can't just join a group. So now I'm just gonna stay in and make more videos. And yeah. so like, I feel like I substituted the like in-person connections with like, oh, I'm just gonna keep, you know, engaging with my audience. And nice. yeah, it ended up being a, a combination of a lot of things, but um I also like was like, huh, maybe should I join some clubs and stuff? I ended up joining my school's like film society because okay. I was a film major and I wanted to like get to know my peers more because it was a pretty small group. And like I went to a few of the meetings and I was like, okay, this is cool. Like it's kind of nice to like go to these things. And then like in class, I feel a little more connected to people, but I still didn't like, I didn't know if it was like the best use of my time or if I was just trying to force myself to enjoy it because I was like, spending that time, if that makes sense. So yeah, I think there's a lot of pressure that we put on ourselves, like, you better be enjoying and making the most of every moment, like, don't ruin your first month of freshman year, and don't ruin your, your freshman year, and then sophomore year is important too, and right. then it's like flying by, and then, you know, all the expectations of senior year, and like, this, this like, bucket list of things that we expect to do throughout our college journey. And like so many people end up having an experience that is like nothing like what you see in the movies or what you see on TV. And it can make you feel really bad. Like you're literally doing college wrong or like, oh, I'm sorry, I have a job <laughs> or like I need to work and worry about my bills. Like I don't just have time to like hang out all the time. Like I was always like really uh, bitter about people who like, their parents fully paid for college. They never needed a job. They were given like an allowance and like all they had to do was their schoolwork. I was like, oh my God, if I could just do my schoolwork, I was like, my life would be so easy. Um, I know I'm like, what would you do? No wonder you're hanging out with people. But um, <laughs> yeah, I was always very bitter. I was like, oh, these like privileged kids have no idea. And I'm like, okay, I'm like whatever. Like if you are in that experience, like, or that situation, good for you, and please take advantage of it, because you do have the time and energy probably to, like, do more stuff, either socially or, like, internships or whatever, but 
(sighs) Yeah, I agree. Like, don't put pressure on yourself to do the typical things. Just find, like, whatever you do want to prioritize and, like, what's important to you. And even then, you won't always be able to do what you want to do. Right. So like whatever ends up happening, I think it's okay. This is just a period in your life and we don't need to over romanticize it because ultimately the goal is to get your degree. And if you end up not getting your degree and you decide, oh, this isn't for me, I'm going to drop out or I'm going to come back later. That's fine too, because it's life, baby. And that is my answer. (laughs) (laughs) Just popping off. I'm like, you can be what you want to be, but really... (laughs) <laughs> it's true. It's something that I wish that I was, like, told at the beginning of college. Like, I wish that I didn't take myself, like, so seriously at the beginning. And, like, yeah. take, like, everything so, like, it has to be one way and not accepting to, like, it being, like, you have no idea what's in store. It's so hard. Like, I think back to, like, my freshman orientation and, like, feeling the pressure of, like, oh, these are, this is my class. Like, these are the people I'm going to spend the next four years with. Little did you know. You're leaving. (laughs) But, like, (laughs) so, like, you have the pressure of, like, I need to make friends really fast. Mm -hmm. I need, but I also need to be open and, like, be open to meet all different types of people. And, like, there's just so much social pressure right away to, like, be having the time of your life and whatever. And, like, people never really talk about how lonely you can feel or like how isolated or like homesick or even like other like mental health issues. Like I, I felt anxiety literally for the first time during freshman year. Like I had never experienced that before. So like being in my dorm and like not knowing what was happening to my brain or my body was like so overwhelming. And I was like, this wasn't part of the deal. (laughs) I'm not supposed (laughs) to be sitting here panicking or like feeling Like, I can't go outside, let alone go to, like, a fucking Mardi Gras parade. Right. But I was like, oh, well, I guess this is just, you know, this is what I need to deal with right now. So, okay. (laughs) I'll just need to accept that, like, whatever my expectation was is not going to happen. And that's fine. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Like, it's just you don't know what's, like, coming for you. And, like, you're like, this isn't what I expected. And a lot of times you can feel, like, angry because yeah. you're like it did everyone else looks like they're having so much fun like why am yeah. i not having like all this fun but in reality they're just putting like their best selves on like even like social media or like mm-hmm. they're just putting out what they want you to see and what looks the best and stuff so i think like me comparing myself to others was so evil to me because little did I know like those people were like suffering in their own ways and stuff I just wish I just minded my own business sometimes a little (laughs) bit more and this sounds like I wish I just stopped thinking that everyone's life was so perfect and mine was like not that good or like that I wasn't going through a good time because so many people have such especially like freshman year I feel like that's like a really hard time for like most people Yeah, I know. I wish that was more of like the college orientation or even a big issue at my school at that time was like student mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, We were talking about how to make our counseling services better and how to like make them more available and make students feel more comfortable going to counseling because like, yeah, so many people are struggling and especially when you're brand new, it can be even more overwhelming and you just feel like you don't know where to go, if anywhere. And like, yeah, so not to be downers, but it is the reality of freshman year and, and college in life. So, like, I do wish they were a little bit more, or at least my school. I don't know how other colleges or universities deal with it. But, like, yeah, like, you want to be like, hey, cool, I hope you're excited for this. But also, I hope you're prepared that this will be difficult and it's not all going to be highlights. And, oh, like, yeah. and at the end of the day, a lot of your time is still going to be dominated by school and class and the yeah. normal shit. So, like, it's not all glamorous either. Yeah, I agree. What a time. (laughs) TBT, we're almost done. I know. Freshman year. It feels like ages ago, but at the same time, it was, for me, it was literally three years ago that, Mm -hmm. but it like, I feel like I can pinpoint like specific memories in my head from like freshman year, which is just like so weird. Like that I remember, like I remember it so fresh in my brain, but I don't miss it. Like I'm happy Mm -hmm. I am where I am like today. Yeah. I know, there's still that, like, sense of nostalgia. I'm a very yeah. nostalgic person, so me I always too. think back, and I'm like, wow, TBT to young me. I know. She was so, so, uh, she had no idea what was coming. I don't know. I, I was going to call myself ignorant, but I was like, that's not the right word. <laughs> naive. Naive is the word. <laughs> oh, my God. Is it, like, is it weird? I don't know. Because, like, 
what am I saying? I was gonna say the one thing that we, the one thing, the one thing we don't have in common out of everything um, is like kind of the opposite timelines of college. So like you finished really fast and I took longer. Um, so like, yeah, do you, did you always have in your mind that you wanted to graduate in like three years no. or graduate early? No, it was until I took, um, I went to like my advisor and I like did all the math with all my classes and everything. I even sat with like my friend the one day and I was like panicking. I was like, am I not going to be able to graduate like in four years and stuff? He's like, Nicole, you can easily do this. Like this is very doable even early. Once that thought was put into my head, I asked my advisors and stuff and they were like, well, you can, you just need to take like six credits like of um electives right but i got to take that at a community college over the summer online and it was perfect and very ideal and they were like you can do that like that works and everyone was trying to convince me out of it like my parents and my boyfriend and my friends they were like no nicole you're live your college life like you're gonna miss out on so much and this experience and everything and like it, it was still, like, unsure in my head up until I took those summer classes because I was, like, still, like, unsure what to do. But then, like, COVID happened, and I was, like, likely not going to go back to school in the fall. I don't even know yeah. about the spring. And on top of that, um, I really would like to get, like, YouTube started to, like, kick off for me. And once all those things kind of happened, I think everyone was, like, okay, I see why you want to graduate (laughs) early and I support it. And so that's exactly what happened for me and everyone was like very on board with it. Then uh, of course it was my choice at the end of the day, but like it meant a lot if I had just like some support with it. And so that's what kind of happened. And so I took those two summer classes and then now I take 17 credits and it kind of worked out for me. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say out of all times to finish school early and to be in the situation where you like want to just start working and be done with it. Like now is definitely ideal. And like, like my younger brother is having the opposite issue because he, um, he really enjoys the college experience and like Mm. the social elements and everything. And he's like, oh, my class or my school just said, we're going to be online like this whole year for sure. Like, what Mm. about next year? Like, that'll be my junior year or something and he's like I don't want to like waste all of college like on zoom and I can totally understand why people would want to well first of all like the cost of tuition (laughs) you're Mm -hmm. like do I want to pay the same amount while we're on zoom for the next year or so um so I can totally understand why people might want to take some time off or like you try to finish earlier and just get it done if it's going to be different than they had anticipated but yeah I'm like "Hmm, you could also take like not you, but, like, for my brother. I'm, like, if you really want to take time off and, like, wait, I guess, like, you can, but then you're going to have to, like, work and, like, pay your rent, like, not with student loans. So good luck with that. Every time he remembers that, he's, like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll just stay in school. (laughs) Financial aid is helpful. I really feel for, like, the freshmen and even the seniors who, like, really want to be there. I feel for them. Yeah, that's really rough. Yeah. I know. I'm like, I have, again, I have none of those like social connections, none of Mm -hmm. those like things that I care to do in person. So like, I don't have that emotional connection to it at all. But yeah, it's, it's hard. I mean, almost like whatever age that you're at right now, whether you're in, I was going to say middle school, high school, (laughs) (laughs) whether you're in preschool, um, (laughs) but like, especially significant times, like in, at the end of high school or the beginning or end of college, like I mean, there are just a lot of, like, those milestones or those times that you look forward to. So it's it's just really sad to have them be different and, like, potentially, you know, not get the chance to do all the things that you wanted to do. Anyway, right. downer. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, but if you guys are going through that, I, you know, I feel for you. And just know, even if you don't have the most ideal experience, like that's okay. It's fine. And if Mm -hmm. you would like to wait and and see if you can take time off and then resume, that's a possibility. But also, as long as we continue living, then there will be more cool opportunities. I'm going to let Nicole go soon because we've been talking for how many hours? Jesus. (laughs) Three hours, maybe? (laughs) No, it's a blast. But Nicole, thank you so much for being on the podcast. If you guys listened all the way to the end of the episode, wow, thank you. Hope you enjoyed it. Maybe you just (laughs) followed... I almost just said fall to sleep. Maybe you just fall to sleep. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe I need to fall to sleep. It's like the middle of the day and we're both like 
sleepy and tired and it's like well not the middle of the day but you know what i mean like it's not like it's not like we're recording this like that late it's only 3 a.m guys like yeah, why are exactly. we tired <laughs> do you want to say an outro or a goodbye yes thank you guys so much for being here and for listening do i do i plug myself do i do you that you can plug that, plug away oh, okay um uh, thank you guys so much for listening this was a very very fun podcast to film and i think I, this is my first podcast that i'm a guest on so this is super fun i know i know i didn't realize that until the very end i love doing this and um <laughs> maybe i'll be back from my i will be back from my podcast hiatus but if you want you can follow me on instagram twitter depop spotify pretty much everything it's just at nicole raffi raffi spelled r-a-f-i-e-e it's weird because my dad changed it somewhere along the way. I don't know how that really works. But anyway, um, and yeah, and then my podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It's Talk Nasty to Me. Very, very good name. So It's yeah. not a sexual podcast. Spoiler alert. It it's sounds not. like it. A very sexy podcast. Disappointing, I know. <laughs> but surprisingly, it's not. But is it nasty? Absolutely. Absolutely. 